0: can't go on. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watson This is Cutting Through the Matrix On the 26th of November 2012 For newcomers, as always I suggest you make good use of the website CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com There's uh, hundreds and hundreds of audios for free download where I go through the system you're born into, the one that the media doesn't tell you about, and it pre-existed your parents as well and your grandparents too because you're living through a big plan, a big script, you might say, with a timetable with it too, and you can go back a 100 odd years or more and you can find lots of details if you go through uh, the websites, I say, because I talk about the books written by lots of the big players down through the years who sat on international boards and they published their own books on psychology, on uh, sociology and how they bring the world into this this new global society, vastly different world though, a world where they destroy all that was to bring in the new. Just like master builders, you see, you destroy what was there before. So they demolished basically over time uh, the, uh, the the normal things that used to fight against them. This, this fascist kind of banker system, and that was a family unit and the local natural communities, not the fake ones they're putting in today. And uh, everything's been destroyed. They separated. They created. the word teenager, in fact, to separate the generations and taught them not to listen to the older people. This is all part of the communist strategy, which the big bankers financed as well. So you're living through the end times of this part of it. As they go into the next phase for the Great Transition and this is the century of change, as they call it. That's why Obama ran on change is good. He didn't tell the schmucks what kind of change he meant and they didn't bother to ask them either. So you're living through the big massive changes on the go where your living standard just goes down, really really way down, and you will be part of a really crowded community as they get people off the rural areas and corporate farms only will be allowed into the outer outer areas. And you will also uh, have to basically live in a communal style uh, society uh, and austerity. It's, it's very, very simple. And they're, brought up, they're bringing out gross well-being. How's your well-being now to do with uh, happiness? If you're happy and it doesn't matter how poor you are, you should just live on happiness and just cuddle trees and each other and all that kind of stuff so remember to you're the audience that so bring me to you you can keep me going by buying the books and discs cutting through the com and from the US to Canada remember you can still use personal checks to Canada you can still use international postal money orders from your post office to Canada you can send cash or you can use PayPal and across the world Western Union and MoneyGram and PayPal once again and remember straight donations are awfully awfully welcome because I don't get cash from sponsors or, or advertisers or anything like that. So I don't sell anything else apart from my books, uh, at And As I say too, it's hard for most folk when you're born into a system uh, where no one warns you about it at the very beginning. If anything, your parents indoctrinate you with their indoctrination of what they think is reality. And your school takes over Television too, of course, is a big thing to do with it And you're indoctrinated for the changes that you're going to expect To to adjust yourself for throughout your own life Each generation is minutely controlled say it's down to every two or three years they adjust it it's, it's that much Right from kindergarten onwards For the changes that are all planned out there, you see So th- there's nothing new under the sun Except the fact that most folk don't know what's really happening But the techniques are very, very old. They've worked before, and with neuroscientists and behaviorists and all kinds of ists and osts working uh, with the the big boys at the top, they they really have got a complete grip on society of the world. And they're standardizing society across the planet. If you notice, uh, there's to be no more individual nations, and even cultures eventually all have to end up like the same type, standardized, stupefied and dysfunctional. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm back, we're cutting through the matrix and of course the world goes on regardless of what happens, doesn't it? There's always big things going on, big things that make you feel helpless because massive decisions are made that all affect you and every one of you and yet you have no saying it at all. And it's always in faraway places where the internationalists meet, like this one here, it says 2012 United Nations Climate Talks in Doha, Qatar face multiple challenges. Well, did you get an invitation? I don't think anybody I knew got an invitation to go to that one and talk about the weather. And the weather, of course, is a big scam to get this new system in place to redistribute the wealth they claim and put across the world. To the poorer countries with the big international corporations that work with the United Nations, we'll all get grants to start up there, you see. That's what it's all about, folks. And remember the Club of Rome actually came out with that whole idea, because they were given the task of uniting the planet under some cause. And they looked at all wars and stuff and said, well, uh, global warming, famine, uh, and uh, drought, etc., would fit the bill. And that's what they went with. So that was back in the 70s, after they decided before that it was going to be a coming ice age, and nature didn't go along with it very well, so they changed to global warming. But to redistribute the wealth of the people. And even one of the old politicians in Canada, a few years back, mentioned that too. It doesn't matter if all the science is fake. It'll help the poorer countries. Redistribution of wealth, the, a plank of the Communist Manifesto. And this one here says... Um, that uh, as, new, as nearly two hundred countries meet in oil and gas rich Qatar for annual talks starting Monday on slowing global warming as really was a slowing global warming, what a farce, right? One of the main challenges will be raising climate aid so it's all about money, you see. For poor countries at a time when budgets are strained by financial turmoil. And rich countries have delivered nearly $30 billion in grants and loans promised in 2009, but those commitments expire this year. And a green climate fund designed to channel up to $100 billion annually to poor countries has yet to begin operating. Well, you see, you run in a global fascist system. At the bottom, you run run as a a, a kind of communism, a collectivization, collective society at the bottom. But the ones at the top are the big fascistic ones that work with governments and their private corporations, you see. And what they do is they go into these countries that they've plundered for years. Sweatshops here, sweatshops there. When they get cheaper in one country, they move to the next one and just leave it in a mess. And they're doing nothing new about it. They're just getting more money from all of us to put their international corporation branches, little outlets, in these places too. For free, you see. For them, it's going to be for free. That's what it's all about, folks. And you wouldn't believe the thousands of organizations, non-governmental organizations, NGOs, and working with the United Nations and all these big giant corporations, all working together on this. And all your governments too. Without your permission, of course. But um, this is the new path to austerity. The corporations have to get stinking rich as you throw your cash around the world and have nothing left for yourselves. And it says here, um, borrowing a buzzword from the U.S. budget debate to make Tim Gore of the British charity Oxfam said developing countries including island nations for whom rising sea levels every year they go out and they test them physically and there's no rising at all. It's only on computer models that are specially fixed and rigged just like casino machines to give them the, the answers they want. So so what what we need for those countries for the next two weeks are firm commitments from rich countries to keep giving money to help them to adapt to climate change. We'll just wear less clothing. That's what you do. Just peel off the heavy stuff. He told the Associated Press on Sunday. Creating a structure for climate financing has so far been one of the few tangible outcomes of the two-decade-old UN climate talks, which have failed in their main purpose: reducing emissions of heat-trapping g- gases that scientists say some scientists, I'll you know, put that some scientists are warming the planet, melting the ice caps that suddenly get thick again every winter, glaciers and permafrost shifting, weather patterns and raising sea levels that no one can actually notice in physical reality. The only binding treaty to limit such emissions, the Kyoto Protocol, expires this year. So agreeing on an extension is seen as the most urgent task by environment ministers. That's like A minister used to be someone who's like a preacher, isn't it? But that's what they call politicians in the British Commonwealth countries. So you've got high priests of the environment, you know, gods of the air and powers of the air. <gasps> that's scary stuff. That's a lot of power, right? And they're meeting it in the Qatari capital, it says. However, only the European Union and a few other countries are willing to join a second commitment period with new emissions targets. Mind you, the European Union is, 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 is always sinking, it's always in a crisis as it bails out one country after another and they're all bailing each other out. Then the ones that were okay and didn't have to uh, borrow money now have to borrow money to, to pay back all the loans they gave to bail out other countries. What well, was scamming me? What a scam at all is, it's wonderful Brings in a new, tighter union Ends nations, as they say And they'll all merge into one big, massive Conglomerate Soviet Union Anyway, it says that um, the, the US rejected the Kyoto because it didn't cover Rapidly growing economies such as China and India Because they're allowed to pollute as much As they want Mind you, they're all in for international affairs drafted all that up, you know, CFR Comes from Foreign Relations and they actually had that, the World Trade Organizations, which the CFR also created, and the United Nations, which they also created too. And it's, it's all there. It belongs to the big banking boys, you see, these organizations. And, um, and they drafted all these treaties out and said they could pull it for 15 years and extend it for another 15 years and go on indefinitely and wouldn't have to pay any taxes back on, on these things. As we still fund them, mind you. It says some hope for stronger commitments from the US delegates in Doha as work begins on drafting a new global treaty that would also apply to developing countries including China, the world's top carbon emitter. The treaty is supposed to be adopted in 2015 and take effect five years later. Climate financing is a side issue, but a controversial one that often deepens the rich-poor divide that's hampered the United Nations climate talks since the launch in 1992. Critics of the United Nations process see the climate negotiations as a cover for attempts to redistribute wealth. Well, they've all said that's what it is. But it's not to the people. As I say, it's to the branches of the big international corporations that are in bed with United Nations. You see? It says uh, Rungu Mercer says the EU is prepared to continue supporting poor nations and converting to cleaner energy sources and adapting to a shifting climate, despite the debt crisis rolling in Europe. But he couldn't promise the EU would present any new pledges in Doha and said developing countries must present detailed bankable programs before they can expect any money. Sometimes developing countries seem to be saying, OK, give us a blank check, he told the AP. Well, actually, they do, because there's enough corrupt people everywhere on the planet who will do awfully well off it too, and sell their own people out on the, on the process. Climate aid activists, because we have all, all these NGO activists you see all paid by the foundations, full-time armies of them, paid by these trillion-dollar foundations, that are the bankers' fronts, of course. And they're, they're saying that many developing countries have already indicated what type of programs and projects need funding. They need financial and technical support from the EU and others, yet they continue to promise jam tomorrow, whilst millions suffer today, said Mina Rahman of the Third World Network. They're all non-profit groups, but actually some of the salaries in these non-profit groups are up half a million or a million dollars for the top person. Not bad for a charity. Countries agreed in Copenhagen in 2009 to set up the Green Climate Fund with the aim of raising $100 annually by 2020. It also pledged to raise $30 billion in fast-start climate financing by 2012. While that short-term goal has nearly been met by countries including the EU, Japan, Australia and the US, Oxfam estimates that only one-third of it was new money. The rest was previously pledged aid money repackaged as climate financing. Oxima also found that more than half of the financing was in the form of loans rather than grants. See, they always they all want free grants, you see, like presents to start up the companies. And that financing levels are set to fall in twenty thirteen. As rich countries reign in aid budgets amid debt problems and financial instability. Well no kidding. Hey, no kidding. And but it's all a joke, you see, because it's a big, big alternate agenda going on under all these different covers. The new corporate world remembers a feudal system, and Quigley himself, from the Council on Foreign Relations, said so. He was their, their historian, They've their own version of history, because they're behind most of the wars and all the changes that are, are happening right now. They can't tell you until it's all complete, and they'll tell you 50 years afterwards, and you won't really care about them. But they're behind it, and he said that the new feudal system, and in it he said the CEOs of international corporations will be the new feudal overlords. And speaking of feudal overlords, here's another website too, and it's um, it's quite interesting. It's from, you heard of this one. The, see, all, all the big bigwigs have gone into this, and there's even university courses teaching the sharks how to make more cash off every country to do with global responsibility and social responsibility for corporations. This one's called Corporate Social Responsibility Newswire. Sounds wonderfully, Corporate Social Responsibility Newswire. And it says, will Myanmar, that's old uh, Burma, repeat the mistakes of global capitalism, or can it chart an approach better balanced with human and environmental needs, it says. And it says, um, Myanmar, formerly Burma, is filling my geopolitical CSR radio screen. President Obama just came back from the first ever trip by a U.S. head of state to the country, where he met with bo- both Aung San Suu Kyi and Myanmar's reform-minded President Tien Sin. It says in September in his debut in United Nations speech, President Sein made a media splash talking about democratic reforms that, in his own words, says could never be reversed. He topped it by praising Aung San Suu Kyi, whom his country held under house arrest for more than a decade. But then he goes into This artist, This author goes into Meeting a particular writer Who is all for this stuff Who pushes this kind of stuff And probably is really in the know And who gets what grants And probably put a word in for you if, you if you, you know Kick a few bucks back It says this time It was a meeting where Joe Sticklitz encouraged The opportunity to get it right In Myanmar's emerging policy infrastructure It says he um, has got a new book out Called The Price of Inequality It sounds like it's really For all the people, isn't it? It's got to be for the people but then he goes on, meeting. he's meeting at the United Nations Millennium Hotel with the chair, John Ruggie and the Institute for Human Rights and Business. Human rights and business development. Back with more after this. Hi, folks, I'm back. We're cutting through the matrix talking about the cozy relationship between big corporations and the United Nations and how it's all camouflaged under human rights and corporate responsibility and all that kind of stuff as a put their hands out for your cash for big corporations to go into third world countries and doesn't cost them a penny at the end of it and of course they'll be watching that climate conference too the United Nations uh, very very carefully because they'll be waiting to see what grants are going to get dished out for these countries this very country too like Burma anyway he's talking this author's talking about meeting the Human Rights and Business Group at the United Nations Millennium Hotel and they have a lot of love in there you see and it says, um, who else was there? It says when I asked George to describe the hallmarks of socially responsible companies, listen to this. He pointed to several several of his fellow panelists, who included representatives from General Electric and Coca-Cola, and what they just described. Uh, they're currently doing in Myanmar. What the surprise? They're doing very. It, what's the surprise? Is they're doing. They're being very careful. It says. Well, what they mean by that? They went to see what the cash grants are going to come out of this this meeting at Qatar. That's what it is. It doesn't say that's here. But that's what it is, and it says here. That's all mentioned too. That transnationals can influence the ethics and standards of a country, even if, as it just states and emerges from the cocoon. It says here, a link. They put it to from their own site. This corporate uh, corporations for social responsibility. The guys with the hands out. It's a great business to do. You can't. You can't lose. It's, it's like all the money gets thrown into solar. Billions of dollars, then they just say, oh, we're bankrupt, and that's it, you know. And all of that money disappears. They're given all that cash from the U.S. Uh, tax purse. This is the real cons of the world that you're living in. This is the greatest thing ever for big corporations, this globalization and global warming. Why do you think they're there at all the meetings? Also, as we go down the hill, basically, off, off, uh, into oblivion regarding culture, and common sense, and even basic ethics, and morality, and so on, which was all decided a long time ago to utterly, and I mentioned it before from people um, like Adorno, Theo Adorno, who talks about uh, creating a culture, he was brought in actually to America and Britain to create the Western culture. Uh, and he actually said we'll break it right down, destroy the family unit, you know, having massive promiscuity, all that kind of stuff, right down to necrophilia eventually. It says, and even beyond that, but to make sure that nothing of the old exists. And then they bring in this new system where it's really government training you from birth to death, like a robot. Anyway, it's all done again too, through Predictive programming. The greatest predictive programming techniques are comedies. That's how it all starts off in comedies. Things that you think are, oh my God, that's disgusting, are put out in comedies. And you laugh at them. Once you laugh at them, you're a goner. Because eventually you get used to the idea. And uh, and they're bringing all the moral uh, arguments about it too. And you sit there and you don't know it. You're getting guided to the conclusion, their conclusion, you see. It's done by experts, especially the BBC. It's, you know, it's got panellists that bring, they bring panellists for these things in, like teams of psychiatrists, psychologists, and all the rest of it, social workers. They bring them in. Coronation Street had a massive list of them to make sure they get it right, because they're going to brainwash you, and that's a Tavistock technique. That's where it first started off for the BBC and Tavistock. All these techniques, how to influence mass audiences. Anyway, it says, the BBC Three announces assisted suicide sitcom, it says. It's called Way to Go and the six-part sitcom will feature the in-betweeners, and it tells you who these characters are. The comedy is based around brothers Scott and Joey, and their friend Kozo. After Scott is moved by a terminally ill neighbour's request to die, and at the same time faced with a predatory female employer, the split from his girlfriend, a desperate life or death need for cash to pay off his brother Joey's gambling debts. He and his best mates at Kozo stumble towards what they think is their only solution, an assisted suicide machine, which they'll have to keep very quiet and secretive about. But they'll basically send rent it out, basically, I suppose. So they give you all the wee dramas, and you'll laugh along the ways, and you'll get sucked into it, and you're getting programmed, and you don't even know it. That's the first thing, is that comedy is always the way they start it off. That's also how they update everything that's, that's abhorrent to you, and becomes it normalized eventually. And you'll all fall for it because you'll like it, you see. If you watch it, that is for the ones that do. Because it's put together by experts. People who understand your mind better than you will ever know, <laughs> or yourself, that is for that matter. And also in Australia, there's been so much hype about the prime minister there, Gillard, because uh, she was heavily involved, it seems, in a lot of scams way back to do with uh, the big uh, a big union, and money was going missing and all that. Some of it I mentioned from articles last week was going into her personal accounts and stuff like that. It seems. And anyway, there's different witnesses trying to come forward. Many have been threatened by Gillard and with government agents. Uh, Others have been bought off. But it says, Gillard, as prime minister, was hounded by Blewett. This other guy, Blewett, his name is. For money he still owed, about $12,000. Gillard responded with the threat, disappear or I'll get the AFP on you. Blewett promptly disappeared, but now he's back with hot blood and a thirst for vengeance, it says. One of the many questions the Pickering Post has uh, broached with Gillard is, why does Ralph blewett consider it's you who should redress the claimed debt? And uh, why did you react in such a way? Uh, so this goes through the, 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 what happens and all the cover-ups which has been done by the government to try and make these people all just go away or fade away. Or get lost in some really nasty threats and so on. Right down to all the media that tries to report on it. They've even changed the laws on reporting all because of this. That's the power of those at the top or those behind the ones at the top. Back with more after this.
1: You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth.
0: Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and just looking at the farce of the world because they really treat us like children, don't they? All the articles you, you, you see, it's, it's like, even I read a story today too, it says, uh, click here for a fun article. This isn't from a major website, mainstream. A fun article on climate change. Fun, you yeah. So anyway, it's interesting that the central banking system, Carl Quigley went through it and said these central banking systems are privately owned really, come under an umbrella. They're all connected together. They're under an umbrella of the Bank for International Settlements in Switzerland. And uh, eventually, of course, um, the amalgamates even these central banks down the road as they amalgamate countries into continents, and like Europe and North America and South America too, the way it's gone. But this was planned a uh, 100 years ago, this whole movement towards the three main trading blocks of the world, and it started off and written about by uh, those who were involved in creating it at the Royal Institute for International Affairs you can go into uh, the books they put out themselves and they tell you they plan the whole future for themselves, of course, and the kind of world they bring in and how they, they change society on the way. But in central banking, it's interesting as they, they can move um, guys from one country their headers of banks in another country uh, uh, to run their banking system. And it says here that Mark Carney of Canada has been named as a new governor of the Bank of England by Chancellor George Osborne. Mr. Carney, the governor of the Canadian Central Bank, will serve for five years and will hold new regulatory powers over the banks. He was a surprise choice for the head of the UK Central Bank and had previously ruled himself out. Well, they told us six months ago in Canada that we pretty well he was head of the running for it in Canada. The post seems seen as one well of the most important positions in the stewardship of the UK economy. What really is is, is the banking central banking got to do? The people are the economy. Small business used to be the economy. Not the guys. That's true, these guys at the top are the guys who run and own governments, because governments must go with them cap in hand every year, and it's something quite a few times a year to ask for more cash. Anyway, the current governor, Sir Mervyn King, steps down from his post next June. And uh, Sir Mervyn said, Mr. Carney represented a new generation of leadership for the Bank of England. And it's true because he, again, is Goldman Sachs. Carney was trained by Goldman Sachs. As pretty well everybody across the world is now, if you're anybody at all. You have to belong to that one group. This is what you get in democracies. Now climate ugliness goes nuclear. It says, and this is from What's Up with That? It says um, skeptics are climate skeptics are equated to pedophiles. And Robin Williams ABC uh, time to protest. It says uh, the comments by Williams are far worse than what Alan Jones said in October that created a national storm. And it says. Uh, this morning on the science show Robin Williams equates sceptics to paedophiles People pushing asbestos and drug pushers See, when they, when they have nothing to fight back with, with facts They always smear you This is the old commie tactic, actually But it's the same people who are running the other side for it For, for the big corporations, for those who haven't quite clued in On how it really works, same people Williams starts the show by framing Republicans and sceptics as liars and it says, new scientists complain about the gross distortions and barefaced lying politicians come out with. He goes on to make the most blatant, baseless and outrageous insults by quitting sceptics to people who promote paedophilia, asbestos and drugs. So I'll put that up tonight as well for those who care to go through it. But it won't matter, it won't matter, as I say, if the great God himself comes down, as I say, and, and says it's all nonsense. Uh, they'd have to eliminate him because... This is the plan. These big boys at the top that plan the world and the future of the world get together. Uh, they never change their plans. It doesn't matter how ridiculous a thing will sound at the beginning. Like like forcing well-being, that the idea of well-being onto you as they make you poor. It sounds crazy, but they're doing it all over the world. They are doing it. They've got all the, the, And you're paying for it all, by the way, through your tax money, is to give them to NGO groups that come around your areas and, and question you on your well-being and show you ways to be happier with the circumstances of poverty you're living in and even train you to, to get ready for the worst uh, situation you're going to be in when they're finished plundering you. And... Here's a, an article too in Democracy, right? You See, we're, we're going so far into what people think is the left, actually, because they use the left and the right. It's all one. It's all one. The, di- the dialectic has to, it can only work through oppositions. That's what dialectic is. You get an opposition to what is stayed in standard. And then you get the conflict going, and out of it you get the synthesis. And out of that you, 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 you guide it to the synthesis, in fact which is what you wanted in the first place. But if you didn't have an antagonist to begin with, an opposition of any kind, nothing would happen. You'd probably stay pretty healthy and uh, you'd live longer. You'd be happier. You wouldn't have all these international worries about nonsense and climate change and and being plundered by banks to bail out Europe and plundered by your governments to, to, to throw money across the planet to third world countries that goes to corporations. And the council defends taking the foster children away from United Kingdom Independence Party members. That's how bad it's got. You know, didn't even do this in the the Soviet Union. So a council has refused to back down over its decision to remove three children from their foster parents because their membership of the UK Independence Party meant that they supported racist policies. That's how far it's gone, eh? The husband and wife who have been fostering for nearly seven years said they were made to feel like criminals when a social worker told them their views on immigration made them unsuitable carers. Decision by Rotherham uh, Metropolitan Borough Council has provoked a widespread criticism with campaigners p- representing foster parents describing the decision as ridiculous and warning that it could get, deter other prospective foster parents from volunteering. But Joyce Thacker, the council's director of Children and Young People's Services, remember what Lenin said, he says, the sort are up as voluntary agencies, all these things in the West. Even police services were police services. And then he says they'll end up being authorities over the people. Just like health service turns into health authorities. It's all planned that way. He knew. Anyway, it says, um, this is what the woman says today, Said that the three ethnic minority children have been placed with a couple as an emergency and the arrangement was never going to be long-term. She told BBC Radio 4's Today program, we always try to place children in a sensible, cultural placement. These children are not UK children, and we were not aware of the foster parents having strong political views. What's what's strong political views? I think, aren't they all strong political views in all parties? There are some strong uh, views in the UKIP party, and we have to think of the future of the children, she said. Also, the facts of the matter is we have had to look at the children's culture and ethnic needs. The children have been in care proceedings before, and the judges previously criticised us for not looking after the children's culture and ethnic needs, and we have to really take that into consideration with the placement that we're in. As what well, the specific problem was with a couple being UKIP members, Mrs. Thacker told BBC we have to think about the clear statements on ending multiculturalism, for example... These children are from EU migrant backgrounds, and UKIP has very clear statements on ending multiculturalism, not having that going forward, and I have to think about how sensitive I am being to those children. She said that there was no issue about the quality of care the couple provided, and said she would cooperate with any investigation. So, this is where you've got today, where you are be awfully careful to to disrage you, and and that's it, you know, because you actually vote for a particular party. Interesting too I mean, you think about all those years You had a British Communist Party You could vote for them The Communists vowed to overthrow All existing forms of governments All of them And they all had an example of the Soviet system When the Bolsheviks took over Millions and millions were slaughtered But they were allowed to vote, that was okay And by the way, you'll never see Hollywood Putting out an anti-Communist movie doesn't happen. It's always anti-Hitler, but, but communism, for some reason, they killed millions and millions. Communism somehow was okay. Hmm. End of the doctor's surgery. General practitioner visits are to be replaced by Skype consultations in a bid to save the National Health Service three billion pounds. Remember what I've said before that uh, it was uh, the Rand Corporation that was consulted and paid to do a, a, an investigation into what kind of system Obamacare should have, and they gave the report to Obama. And I have it here from the Rand Corporation. They said they were copying Britain. So now you you know what your Obama phone is for. You're going to see a doctor, you can just phone them, I guess, and you get a little picture. You It'll be, like, be like idiocracy where you have to point to the knee or something, you know, And it's it's all red-looking, I mean sharp pain, things like that. It doesn't matter. See, we're all at the bottom. We're just cattle at the bottom. This is um, a technological revolution. Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt believes plans to conduct doctor's appointments via Skype or over the phone will save the National Health Service three billion pounds. And says, plans to replace face-to-face doctors of surgery appointments with treatment over the phone or via computer, weblick will put lives at risk, ministers and campaigners have warned. The new system of virtual clinics favored by health secretary Jeremy Hunt could spell the end of traditional doctors' surgeries with appointments conducted on iPads and Skype and test results delivered by text messages. Well, they already have all your medical history now. There's no such thing as privacy. The Sunday Express reported that NHS bosses are importing the idea from India and believe, oh, so you're now equated with India, and believes the changes would cut 2.9 billion pounds almost immediately. A good chunk of the 20 billion pounds of the National Health Service must save to fill its funding gap. The, uh, this, the cons that they've played with the National Health Service, uh, has just been astounding over the years. Astounding the cons. It says, However, critics say the plans would create a two-tier health system where those who are less technologically able, particularly elderly, will be left behind in the trust between doctor and patient eroded. Don't worry, they'll come around with a van and they'll give you the euthanasia pill after they've watched that comedy I was talking about. The ideas were outlined by Health Minister Dan Poulter last week and are contained in a Department of Health report called Digital First of supplying community nurses with iPads in rural areas and making more use of Skype video be, be, uh, calling between GPs and patients. Health assessments would be completed online and augmented with video calls. So the mobile phone apps, no, it's going to make all these darned machines uh, essential with anybody who's got any medical problems at all. And that's always been the plan, of course, too. Also, uh, uh, the US Navy apparently has already got some of this virtual doctors uh, uh, applications working and they're expanding it I'll put one up too and this article is quite amazing you, you know I, I, people have nothing left uh, as far as testosterone goes I think and, and I really mean that too they're becoming sterile and, And they've definitely had an amazing amount of inoculations that uh, have been rather nasty for their brains, and after maybe watching so much television, that's a science in itself to to brainwash you. It's awfully effective, but they never they never stand up together and say that's enough, and and kick all the control freaks that are multiplying like cancerous tumours out of office. It says hard-up father who moved his family into caravans, that's like a little trailer, because they couldn't afford the rent, is jailed after he refused to remove them from a picturesque village. So, he's a prick, it says, Pryk, 47, and his wife Gwen, 48, moved into tents on their field in the picturesque village of Dedham, Essex, when their business went bust. The couple and their three teenage children turned to the council for help, but say they were only offered a flat that was too small, apartment too small. So they pitched a campsite in a field that has been in their family for 300 years. But Colchester Borough Council say they cannot stay there without planning permission, which they cannot get, meaning they're not going to give it to them. Mr. Pryke has been jailed for four months after refusing to move. So... It says, but despite the fact that the two-acre plot has been in their family for three hundred years, the council chiefs told them they would still need planning permission even to set up a camp, even put a tent up. The couple and the three children turned to the council to help, and so on. But, as I say, they were just offered a tiny little apartment that they couldn't all fit in. So that's where it goes. That's great Britain for you. It's great for some, but for most it's not so great after all. And um, it shows you that down the tubes. Where's all the people getting around them and, 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 and just storming these control freaks that sit in their offices with their big, you know, fat fingers and their fat chins and multiple chins and, and it's it's like it's worse beyond this. We are super Soviet now you understand. The new world order is way beyond what the Soviets planned. We are the next stage, the more perfected form of the Soviet system. The Soviet system was supposed to go into a different system through different stages. And eventually, the, the, the dictatorship was only to last for about 70 years, which it did, by the way. And then it would merge with the West. It would be neither quite capitalist nor, nor communist. It would be a form of socialism. Socialism is fascism. Corporations working with their governments and masses of government agencies monitoring every single one of you, including your children and, and all the experts coming in and say, well your, your child needs special drugs and or your child uh, is suffering from this, that or the other we have to take care of them or you voted for the wrong party but you take the children away it's all here folks And I'm telling you, if you don't stop it now, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And I really mean that. I really, really mean that. That's the history. (laughs) That's history. You're doomed to repeat it if you don't know it. And we're at the stage now where you get fired if you don't take the flu shots. TriHealth fires 150 employees for not taking their flu shots. And it says, the TriHealth offered all of its 10,800 employees free flu shots. Employees had a month to get the shot. The deadline was November 16th. Employees who didn't get the shot were terminated Wednesday, a company spokesperson said. It says, employees who are terminated can appeal to be reinstated after receiving the shot. So you, you still have to get it or they might take you in there if you got on your knees. Yeah. So that's what it's coming to. This is the free world that you're living in today as corporations like uh, those who create vaccines are lobbying governments all the time to get 10-year contracts for flu shots. Do you imagine, what kind of business, if you're a small business, any kind of business, guaranteed an income for 10 years off just one sale? Massive, just guaranteed. And most of the cash paid up front. And the government will make sure that that everybody must use your products. Oh yeah, they'll all be, we'll tell them they've all got to get the shot. There's freedom, eh? There's freedom. Now, Prime Minister Stephen Harper and his government have intervened to pressure the Palestinian Authority to drop his bid for upgraded status at the United Nations. Can you believe that? You know, lovely little Canada under pristine snow. You know, always standing up for the little guy. At least in propaganda campaigns, it seems like that. And they go forward and intervene to put pressure to pressure the Palestinian authority to stop trying to get United Nations status. And it says, further cementing Karna's transition into one of Israel's firmest allies. Back with more after this. Hi, folks. I'm back, cutting through the matrix. And there's a caller there, Aaron from Nevada. On the line, are you still there, Aaron?
1: Yes, Alan. Uh, all we need is closer ties. Everything'll be okay. Uh, I was just wondering if you've been following this uh, matter with Strat. For uh, last time I called, mm-hmm. uh, I mentioned how certain radio show hosts are bringing on ex-CIA present star members, and that was okay. They have good things to say. Uh, now, that same broadcaster who takes all the money in the alternative media has hired uh, a former intern that worked Stratfor for over a year. And, of course, if you look in the Strat, there's a federal case going on in which Stratfor lost, because of a hack on their computers, 50,000 credit card numbers. How does an intelligence broker like Stratfor, amassed 50,000 card numbers in the first place. That's a good question. I don't know. And they also uh, lost 5 million of their emails, which were sent to WikiLeaks.
0: That's Uh, right.
1: That was last year. And guess what? Guess who's hired uh, a former employee? So really, as far as I'm concerned, the alternative media has been compromised because the person who gets all the attention and money is now how people – Maybe he'll just be hiring people
0: straight out of the bar now. That will be the opportunity of the CR. Well, you know, here's something. I've said this so many times, uh, and I, I don't know how many folk ever remember it at all, if they even do. But I went through the history of a Patriot radio uh, from the U, for the U.S. It was in a, an article, it's a half page in the Toronto Star quite a few years back. And initially, Patriot Radio was started up with funding from the CIA uh, to fight communism propaganda or communist propaganda. And at that time, they used Christian front groups to to to, to use them. And I've often said that you know everything in the world, all, all information is controlled, and anyone who starts up something genuine is infiltrated so fast. I mean, Even Lord Moncton went to Greenpeace, he helped start that thing up, and, and within about two or three weeks, uh, the, the head guy left because it's already infiltrated, so, so quick to do. And it's the same with all kind of things that could wake up people's minds, you expect to be infiltrated, but um, I always tell people to think for themselves if possible. And, and you know, it doesn't matter what you're hearing, what's coming out here, too. Uh, you've got to look at things very, very closely. And, of course, you're going to have either attempts at infiltration into your agency, no matter how you start off. And maybe there are people out there that, that are started off in the very first place by agencies themselves. I mean, we're in a, a, a real uh, quagmire of data And organizations, and even before I get here sent to me from different organizations, I have to really check a lot of them out and find out exactly who they are. And and it shocks me sometimes to find out where the sources are coming from. So it's a propaganda war for sure. But I do know that Stratford, um, they've also been in the news for the big system they're bringing out. You know, nationwide, maybe even worldwide, to do with data collection and everybody. They're, they're a big, big player in that, so understand your concern for sure. Yeah. The thanks for calling. Thank you. And from Hamish myself, from Ontario, Canada, it's good night to me, your God or your gods go with you.